Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on this very somber day. Um, we want to have a podcast today to deal with some of the things that are happening in our country uh, regarding the Electoral College today and the attempt to certify the votes or to recertify in some cases. But some controversy broke out and uh, having to deal with our vice president and then it angered uh, some pro-Trump uh folks who were there to protest and now the news is saying that mixed in were some nefarious people and they stormed our capitol building and you may have heard in the news i know we have a lot of people overseas uh, australia and possibly south africa watching and i've gotten emails even today asking what's going on because you've had a news blackout in your country so we kind of want to fill you in on some of this but the main thing that we want to do is pray we want to deal with this from a spiritual perspective because the only ultimate solution that we have in this country is the Prince of Peace and his name is Jesus. So we want to cover some of these things. And I've asked a very good and very close friend that I work with um, quite often in ministry activities. And this is um, Kevin Harris. And Kevin, thank you so much. I know you've had a long, full day as we all have. And we're, we're going to be up late a little bit tonight. So Kevin, I appreciate you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me tonight, Brad. Thank you so much. Well, Kevin, I've given a, a brief introduction. Um, tell us from your point of view what you saw and how you felt today when you watched this transpire. Um, well, today has definitely been a very interesting day um, for America and, and really the world. Um, I think, I think honestly, Brad, this is the beginning of what, unfortunately, we could see a lot of in the days ahead if the Democratic Party, which a lot of people, a lot of conservatives, um, the majority of Americans, according to some of the polls, uh, really believe that the election was stolen. And, you know, the only way to get America back is, um, unfortunately, um, unless God does something supernatural, um, is going to be a lot of ugly, potentially, let me say potentially ugly scenes um, in America. Um, you know, I, this is not the this is not the America we grew up in. This is not the America that we know. And I mean, when Nancy Pelosi a couple of days ago says that, you know, now we can't even say mother or father. You can't say children. You can't say, you know, use the pronouns that we've used to describe people for, you know, ever. Um, this is not America. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I think out of the 78 million people, I don't know what those people thought when they believed that the election was stolen that it was just going to, God was going to supernaturally come down and just make everything disappear and go away um, without a fight. Um, I think the, those days are over. And um, unfortunately, you know, it's it's horrible. I mean, the young lady that was shot today, we don't know any details. We don't know who shot her. We don't know the situation. We don't know what went down. Um, but we do know that somebody lost their life. And it's horrific, um, you know. But the reality is, is that back in 1776, there was a lot of people after that date that uh, that signed that declaration. There was a lot of, of patriots and a lot of people when that lost their fortunes. They lost their lives. They gave up everything so that we could be free. And I think we're naive at best to think that we're going to keep this freedom at this point um, without a fight. And I don't know what that looks like. I'm not asking. I'm not calling for people to take up arms right now. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying that. Um, the kingdom of God is, since the days of John the Baptist have been forcefully advancing and forceful men lay hold of it, not wimps and not, uh, not 
not the weak minded and the weak at heart. Uh, this is a fight. And there again, if, if you believe the election was stolen, um, you know, 169,000 votes went to Biden in one dump. Um, there was a, you know, numerologist that, you know, that said that the, the odds of that happen are, you know, a quadrillion times a quadrillion of a percent, you know, because if, if a, you know, that's saying that, that Biden didn't get 100 percent or 1,000 percent or 10,000 percent or 100,000 percent, you know, that's saying that everybody that voted out of 169,000 people voted, you know, for Biden. And the loss of probability, that, that's just impossible. I mean, there's this, you know, situation after situation um, that, you know, have been, and, and to not have a day in court and not to be able to actually bring up these things. I think there's a lot, I'd say millions of people who are very upset and they see the big picture here. I think you and I, I think, I think God has shown us the big picture. And that is mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, what is next, what is coming is, you know, uh, a socialist Marxist um, political agenda. And that is for patriots who have served in the military, who have served this country, who have, you know, given up a lot already. That is, that's not acceptable in America. And so I, I, will, I don't know, I guess we'll wait and see what happens and, and hopefully God will protect and God's grace will be amazing uh, throughout this process. But there again, I think we're very naive to think that, that, that I, I unfortunately believe that, that what happened today is just a, just a foreshadowing of what is going to come. I think too, Kevin, and you and I've had long discussions for months now and been working together on some things. Uh, today, in my opinion, was, was the, the tipping point. Uh, it's been building, building, and then it, it, it tipped over today. And just for the sake, we have quite a number of people watching, and some are from other countries. I just want to give a very brief synopsis. You may uh, uh, may be curious as to why this was not settled on November the 3rd. That's the, that's our election day. Um, the, the Despite what you may have seen in your news, uh, the office of the president-elect with Biden, there is no such thing as the office of the president-elect. We don't technically in America know when uh, our pre- or who our president will be until January the 6th, which is today, because we do not go ultimately by the popular vote. Uh, what we have is an electoral college system, which uh, is designed to keep the power from being centralized in one state uh, of population. So uh, we do have uh, various votes that are distributed throughout um, America so that the middle of America, where it's not nearly as populated as the coasts are, that they have an equal voice. And that's a very brief synopsis of what the Electoral College is. So that today is the day day when the Electoral College certifies all of the uh, Electoral College votes that come in from across our country. Well, the controversy today was that our vice president had the authority to um, allow discussion or some protests or concerns to be brought up, and then they were to be debated for two hours. Well, our vice president, uh, it was hoped by many people in the country that, that he will, would allow that discussion. He did not meet up to the, to the expectations, what a lot of people thought were his constitutional obligations. Now, look, there have been a lot of debates on what the Constitution you know, means, and some of this goes back to another election where laws had to be amended 
to clarify. And so that was a court case. And so it's, it's pretty complicated, especially even to us Americans. But it didn't go the way that that we thought it should go. And I speak for a lot of people, too, that part of that 75 million that voted for Donald Trump, because there was there has been so much clear cut, provable evidence of election fraud. And our mainstream media here has had a blackout on it. And they have just decreed uh, by their own authority, uh, not constitutional, that that uh, Biden is the president elect. And so we wanted to wait until all the evidence was heard. But as Kevin alluded to a minute ago, we could never get the evidence to be heard by our Supreme Court. State legislators kicked it out. And so we just wanted a fair shake and a fair hearing to hear all of the allegations and the provable allegations of election fraud. But no one would ever see to it. And so President Trump today had a rally uh, just ahead of the Electoral College meeting. And in that rally, he was making the case that it was his obligation to protect the Constitution of the United States. He took an oath to do that. And his his basic argument was this. If Biden becomes president due to a, a, an election fraud, then Marxism, socialism will take over. Therefore, our Constitution will be rendered null and void because the conflict between Marxism, socialism and our Constitution, it's night and day. And so he felt it his obligation to protect uh, the Constitution and fight uh, to be heard. Well, when things didn't go the way that many thought that it should go today, a protest broke out and some people rushed the capital of the U.S. and a lot of violence broke out. So, Sam, if you would, uh, I, if you could just bring um, bring Kevin. Kevin, have I overlooked anything? Was that a fair synopsis in, in a brief way of what happened? No, I, I think that was a very good synopsis of what took place. Um, you know, the only thing I would say is that, you know, I would just I would encourage people to be very uh, careful when they're listening to the news media moving forward from this day yeah. forward, because as we've already learned, um, even some of the big names that we thought we could trust, um, there is a political spin at this uh, stage of the game. And there's a narrative um, that. That doesn't it doesn't want to back uh, conservative America or traditional America or however you want to word it. There's an agenda that has been uh, that's been thrust forward in, in America, and um, you know there again. But God does a miracle. I just encourage people, um, please be careful when you're listening to this because I, I've already talked to people and they're like they're already you know. Uh, busting on uh, President Trump. Uh, they're making uh, negative comments about the, his speech that he gave earlier. And these are conservatives. And then there's people that are, you know, saying, oh, you know, well, it's, you know, the, the blame game. Well, my thing is, I, I I think there's a lot of blame to go around. I mean, the reality is, is unfortunately, you know, we have a young lady who's a daughter who potentially is a wife or maybe a mom, I don't know, um, you know, that has lost her, her life today because of this. But you know, I can hear it now. I mean, I can, I can, I know where the, the, the media is going to go. They're going to blame the mob. They're going to blame, you know, President Trump. But they have a lot to be responsible for and in, in, in saying this because if they would have handled this properly and they would have actually done their job and reported all of these p- potential, um, you know, uh, problems with the elections and they would have done their, their job in the courts and actually heard the cases. You know, then, you know, I don't think the people would have been and wouldn't be so so disenfranchised and so frustrated at this point. And I don't think it would have escalated to this place. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of conservatives that weren't happy when, you know, Obama won twice. They weren't happy when, uh, you know, Clinton won twice, you know, but they sucked it up and they went on about their day. Uh, but the difference here is that people really legitimately, including myself, and I believe you and a lot of other, you know, people who are intelligent people that are educated people that, um, you know, that love this country, love God, love their families, really believe that this election was stolen. And, and mm-hmm. our fear is, is that if, if this election could be stolen with, you know, President Trump getting 75 million votes, um, which was millions and millions more than he got the last time, which was also a big election, um, is there any hope, uh, you know, for a fair election, which if there's no fair elections, there's no America. If there's no America, there's no city on the hill. There's no free country. And, and we're just, we're just, we're in the, we're in the beginning stages of, of, a, of a major downward spiral. So. Kevin, our country has always been looked to for guidance as their gold standard for our, how to hold a, a proper election, a secure election. Well, that's gone. And so. as you know, you guys, your ministry and Dominion Outdoors that you represent and many others who are watching this support us as we travel around the world. And we're in third world countries. And I can honestly tell you, we have a third world voting system now. And uh, it's corrupt. It's just like the stuff we hear when we're in other countries that, you know, you just know the elections are, are rigged. We hear the same tactics, the same things that you hear are going on. But Sam, what I'd like you to do, if you would, I'd like to pull up three uh, news sites just very quickly to kind of see where we are at this stage, because at the time of this is live right now, some protests have broken out of New York already and things are starting to spiral, I think. But let's look at CNN, Fox, and Newsmax just to sort of get a, a, a perspective on the different coverages that are happening. So whenever you're ready, if you could just uh, stick that up there. So in CNN, uh, for example, um, if you scroll up, Sam, to the very top, and let's see what the headlines are now. Congress to move ahead with the vote count. So uh, the lockdown within the Capitol apparently has been lifted, and so they're going to go ahead and, and continue their deliberations. Let's have a look at Fox News and see what they're reporting. Certification is resuming. They're all saying about the same thing. Congress to resume counting electoral college votes after protesters stormed the U.S. Capitol. And then let's look at uh, Newsmax to see if anything is has come up new. Um, yeah, Biden calls Capitol riot insurrection. So that's what they're saying. And um, here's one of the frustrating things. I want to en- en- enlighten those who may not be, I don't know, we, we're so divided about this, but the thing that ticks, ticking a lot of people off right now, it's causing this anger on the conservatives. Whenever um, Biden's, group antifa blm and and all of those go burn cities and they're the police are 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 called down and they're defunded and uh they call it a peaceful protest everything's okay the mainstream media calls it a peaceful protest and that's all you hear the moment that we get angry and we protest suddenly um they like the police because the police are removing the trump i saw this today on the mall that all the police are removing the the trump protesters and suddenly they're respectful toward the police and um you know and these sorts of things that have gone on for months uh and i'm not saying i'm not saying violence is good on either side they shouldn't that should not have happened today in terms of violence what i am saying is is how it's treated by the media we're on to it and they've held the upper hand and people are just 
angry. I mean, it boiled over today, and I do understand that. And what I'm saying is if we don't have a spiritual renewal and if we don't have some some justice done and some fairness in reporting, this is going to continue to spiral out of control. Everybody knows that you can't trust the media. I mean, for the longest time, we trusted Fox News for years. And then in one night, in one moment when they called Arizona too early, everybody left them just like that. We, we knew, and, and there were some signs that they were leaning left before that. You weren't allowed to talk about George Soros and things that prior you were allowed to, to discuss. So a lot of people have jumped over to Newsmax and some other uh, different news media. But to not, um, I mean, today they were calling it a mob, uh, calling people a mob. And, and they were, but they don't treat Antifa and BLM. They, they paint their logos on the streets and right. they allow them free reign. And, and I'm just saying they have ticked people off. And so uh, for good reason, people are angry. But if we don't do something very soon, and Kevin, I agree with you, we're headed down a violent path um, that it may take a long time before this is, is sorted out. And so the reason why I've asked Kevin to come on here, and I think this is probably going to be the beginning of several, um, many of these until this is sorted, we, we want to look to God as the solution. And we are so divided so, Kevin, outside of a revival, what are some of the things that we need to be doing? I mean, I, I don't, we can't have a conversation anymore, it seems like, even within families. It is so bad. We can't even agree on things. Um, is, do you see any hope outside of God? I don't. But, I mean, what should we be doing to help bridge this gap if it can be bridged at this point outside of a, another civil war, which is what a lot of people are also talking about? Well, you know, the reality is, um, I mean, you know, there's people out there that you, you can't compromise. Um, you can't find common ground with evil. You, you have to destroy evil. And that's the only way to get rid of it. Um, I mean, how can you have uh, an intelligent, moral conversation with people who believe it's okay to kill babies all the way um, and past the, 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 the last trimester and, and then even beyond, and that that's morally acceptable? I mean, um, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on of the, the moral issues that, that we have, destroying the nuclear family, destroying traditional values. Uh, you know, they... They truly, a lot of these people hate anything to do with the true message of Christianity and, and the true belief systems of Christianity. They may have a variation of Christianity, but it's not the true gospel. It's not the word of God. Um, it's a watered down um, gospel at best. And it's, you know, they've made a God in their own image. Um, so, yeah, it's I mean, it's going to be really, really hard to have um, some form of compromise. Um you know, the thing I would just encourage, you know, the senators and the Congress people that are out there, um, they they really do not understand the severity of of the and the heartbeat of rural America. You know, I've lived in rural America all my life. You and I have. We talk about it. We, we understand uh, these people. Um, they really yeah. they just want to be left alone. They want to they want to serve God. They want to go to work. They want to raise their family. 
and they want to enjoy the, the, the blessings of God and, and, the, and, the, and the countryside, um, they, they, don't, they don't really enjoy getting into politics. They don't enjoy a lot of, of what's going on today, majority of people in rural America. Um, but they can only be pushed so far. And I think today was a demonstration of, of where they're at and how they feel like they've been treated, the, the deplorables, as some of the politicians have called them and us. And, you know, I just want to encourage, I mean, we think today looked bad, and yes, it was bad. And some, in one aspect, I mean, of course, the, the, young, the young lady who lost her life was, was horrific. Um, but Brad, I mean, you think this is bad? What if, what if it was 150,000, 500,000 people that literally came in there with AR-15s and, and guns. You think today was bad? Then what do the police do? Then what do the National Guard do? What, then what do the leaders do? I'm telling you, the politicians truly need to wake up. They keep shoving this agenda, just like Nancy Pelosi, rebuking all the Republicans today before this whole thing even started. Um, I just, Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong in some aspects. But I think there again, um, you can only push these guys. Many of these guys, like I said before, they, they are patriots. They have they have served in the military. They have laid their lives. They all risked their lives. They have held their, their brothers in arms in their hands as they've passed away. They've buried, you know, best friends in, in, in the military. And, and they're, they're not just, they're not just going to lay down and, and, and disappear in this, this, this war, this fight. It's just not, it's just not going to happen. They're not going to just give up this country and let, and let it go down. And, 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 and if you're on the fence or you're a pacifist, you know, conservative, you're, you're going to be in trouble. I mean, because there again, I, I believe God is, is forcing this, Brad, as, as much as we hate this. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. I have seven kids, man, and, uh, and one son-in-law, you know, eight kids, I guess, um, and more on the way. And, and, and it breaks my heart. This is, not, this is not what I want. This is not the America that I grew up in, you grew up in. Um, mm-hmm. this, is, this is a totally different animal. And, and, and if something, if these guys don't truly tone down the rhetoric, and, and, and de-escalate. I'm talking about the left. I'm not talking about just the right. I'm talking about the left. They, they, they're, they're messing with, they're, they're, they're messing with fire. fire. And, and I'm scared. But, yeah. I'm not scared in the sense of, I'm scared of, you know, of what, but I am, I am, uh, I am concerned about what we're going to have to go through as a nation, as a people. So. Yeah. Kevin, I, I, um, want to speak to the issue of the of the church and we're we're speaking to a lot of christians right now and there's uh you know i've watched the church be sifted through the pandemic weakened and i I speak at quite a number you know for quite a number of organizations across this country but what it boils down to it depends on the local church so if it be a national men's conference it still depends on a lot of churches coming together in one place to have the conference Many of the churches have just shut down. Um, they have to never to never reopen. And then the churches that have remained open, there's been a divide there where you've got many who support now left wing, gay agenda, all that sort of stuff. And then you have those who are sticking tenaciously to the Bible, to God and uh, the Constitution. And so there's division there. But our numbers have have dwindled at least the numbers of those who are strong but that sifting is biblical 
and God sometimes separates the sheep from the goats, the wheat from the chaff. And we are, um, I would just say to the body of Christ through all of this, number one, we need a revival in a number of areas. Yes. Number one, back, back to the authority of the Word of God. And I'm not just being a rah-rah kind of cheerleader preacher here. I'm talking about where we digest it, live, eat, drink, and sleep, and figure out how to run the church based on that and how to run our lives on that and do it with joy, not legalism, but where we take great joy in, in God's Word because it's His voice and he, he loves us and cares for us and His grace is sufficient every day, even in our weakness and our sins. If we but turn to Him, He, he comes to us. We need a revival of prayer. Um where it's just, he's, you know, Jesus said, could you not tarry with me even an hour? And, uh, you know, the reason why I pray is not because I'm a saint, is because I'm not a saint, and it keeps me on the road to being a saint, if that makes sense. But we, we have to have a revival. And then down the ladder, but an important, we need a revival of the original intent of the Constitution. It was taken largely from the Scriptures, debated in the churches before it was ratified, and yet we're being told that the Constitution and, and our founders had nothing to do with God and you're supposed to separate church and state. And we and yet they made it clear that we have been endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights. The first country on earth where our rights do not come from the government or a king, they come from God. And the government serves us and we don't serve the government. And that's been flipped on its head. And so we need a revival in many areas, including, I think, those three. But in the days ahead, this is what I would encourage the body of Christ to do. Get your kids out of the public schools until we can get projects like Donald Trump's 1776 curriculum into the school. And now, it, it depending on what happens with him, that may not ever make it through the public system through the federal government anyway. And you've got these other projects where the Marxism and the BLM curriculum is, is going K-12, to full bore. And we need to have some co-op uh, home schools where we, you know, we just don't have time to build schools. The red tape through the left is going to be crazy anyway. Learn how to do home church if necessary. Now, look, I, I'm a big believer, you know, in what the scripture says that we cannot forsake the assembling of ourselves and we need to be getting together. And as more and more pressure is being put on us, especially if Biden gets in to hire homosexuals and they're forcing this stuff down our throats to put pressure on us to stop. What I'm saying is we may have to go back to a Book of Acts model where we go sort of underground in the homes, but we've got to keep the doctrine alive, our teachings alive from Scripture, and we've got to learn to pray together, depend on each other, fellowship with each other, learn how to take care of each other in a physical sense, more importantly a spiritual sense, and get along. And so we need to, we need to get ahead of this thing and, and keep the faith alive. Um, and so that's what I would like to say to the body of Christ that it's it's time. I know we say this sort of as a, a nice statement. It's time to preach the word. It's time to get back to the Bible. I'm trying to put some nuts and bolts to the thing to say this is what we need to be doing. It's gathering together in our homes again and, and not turn into a big conversation or gossip session, but I mean actually study the word and love it and enjoy it and strengthen the body of Christ or the ecclesia, the called out ones. We need to be strengthened and um, separate ourselves from the world. And then out of that posture of being strengthened by the manifest presence of God as we gather together and we worship together, we pray together, we pray over each other, we digest the Word of God, out of that posture, we make our decisions as to how we're going to interact with the government and what we're going to do and act 
um, because I'm not a pacifist. I believe in the First Amendment and the Second Amendment, and I do believe in this country. I believe God gave it to us, and I believe we should defend it. I just want to make those decisions with the mind of God, and that's what I'm saying. If we act in our flesh, we're going to have more chaos like we saw today in Washington. And I don't blame them for being angry, uh, but I will remind all of us, the Bible says to be angry, just don't sin. Channel that anger into something constructive. And I can't think of a better thing to do than to start to get together again as the body of Christ and start to pray with each other, study the word. So anything you want to contribute to that, Kevin? No, I mean, I, I think that's right on. Um, you know, I've shared a few times now. Um, about three weeks ago, I was I was preparing for Sunday morning service and uh, praise and worship. And uh, I asked the Lord because um, I, I told people I get sent a lot of videos and a, a lot of different um, things from people. And there was all these different messages going back and forth uh, about what was going to take place and what was not going to take place. And, um, and anyway, I just I asked the Lord, I said, God, what are you doing? What is happening right now? And I just I, I really believe that the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I'm bringing revival to my church. And uh, I got excited, and, and I believe I have begun to see um, just little glimpses um, of, of that, that, that beginning. Um, even maybe just, maybe just, you know, I don't believe it's just where I'm at, um, where I go to church. But, you know, I've heard other stories of just God doing awesome things. We've seen people that have come to the Lord that we've been praying for for years. We've seen uh, people be set free from, uh, you know, burdens and shackles and, and uh, things that they've been carrying. Uh, for years and years and uh, literally right in our home that night, my wife and I were just uh, ministering uh, with a couple and, 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 and God came in and I uh, just watched her be set free by, by the spirit of God. And it was awesome. I mean, it was just truly awesome. We've seen uh, God answer, uh, you know, uh, prayers for healing. Um, a young man had a brain aneurysm. He was, he was lifting weights, a young, young local man that uh, his family's uh, really big in uh, one of the local Baptist churches. And, and uh, some of our friends called us and we went to praying and, and uh, right, right before Christmas, and God did a miracle and healed him. And other ladies in her late mid seventies at our church, and she has really horrible health, and she got COVID. And um, some people prayed for her, and all of her symptoms disappeared, went away overnight. And um, uh, you know, and she was scared. I mean, she was really scared of what was going to happen. She went from having just, I mean, just horribly, um, just everything one night. And so I, I'm excited. I mean, I know the. Um, there again, there's a lot of animosity, a lot of, there's a lot of just uh, un, unknown, a lot of, even a lot of fear out there that, uh, that, that, that people are struggling with. But I just want to encourage if you are a body, you know, you're a part of the body of Christ, you're born again and, and you have the Holy Spirit. And, you know, God didn't give us a spirit of fear, uh, but of power, love and of a sound mind. He, he did not. God, if, you, if you're battling the spirit of fear tonight um, or, or you have been during this whole epidemic and all this stuff in 2020 and going into 2021, uh, God didn't give you that spirit. So if you're battling a spirit of fear, know where it came from. It came from the enemy. Um, and so you can rest assured God gave you a spirit of, of, of power, love, and of a sound mind. So um, that's the that's the encouraging, uh, one of the encouragements that I think you were talking about, Brad, um, just being encouraged in this hour. I believe, there again, when rough times come and persecution comes, um, I was listening to Kirk Cameron a couple of weeks ago. And he was talking about the parallels between the, the horrible political situations in America and, and, the, and the revivals that took place um, out of those. And, you know, I, I don't want to see, like I said, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. I don't want to see riots. I don't want to see, you know, confrontation. That's not my heart, um, you know. 
but at the same time, I do want to see a revival. And, you know, so, you know, unfortunately, you know, I'm at the point, it's like, God, do whatever it takes. Our nation needs you. We've got to turn back to you. And um, it's crazy days that we live in, but they're also exciting days that we live in. Because uh, I do believe that um, our God is going to show up awesome and strong and mighty. And uh, we just we just need the spirit of Elijah to hit America again and hit, hit the church again and raise up the voices uh, that, that are willing to stand up and say, let's say it, the word of the Lord and not be afraid and not be ashamed and not shrink back. Um, it's time. It's past time. It's, you know, we just need to, yeah. you know, we might hurt some feelings and we might make some enemies. We may not make friends with some of these folks, but hey, you know what? The truth that you know, the truth will set people free. And we got to get back to pulpits in America, pastors. If you're out there, if you're, you know, if you're sitting under a pastor and he's, he's scared to preach the truth, pray for him, love on him, but also encourage him, you know, encourage him, pray, pray that the Holy Spirit will get a hold of him, that the word of God will be like a fire shut up in his bones and, and that, you know, he'll, he'll, he or, you know, or she, but, but he'll, he'll, he'll go forth and, 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 and be obedient and, and do, we need leadership right now. We need spirit filled leaders that are going to that are going to preach the truth and not be scared and not be ashamed and that are going to have God with them and not be shrinking back and not be you know worried about this person or that person uh, those days are gone people pleasing is gone uh, mega churches for the most part gone it's it's all it's going to be about about our relationship with God and and, and knowing him and, and hearing his voice and being obedient and uh I'm like I said. I'm very excited about the days that, that are in front of us. Um, it'll be a little crazy, maybe, but but I think they're also going to be really awesome, fun, and exciting. So. I had uh, back in February. I was out in in San Diego speaking at a at an education conference, and then I went up into Oregon, and that's when the pandemic was declared. And Beth and I had to rush to try to get home because of flights shutting down. And Kevin, as as I saw the rush on the grocery stores out there long before it happened here and then coming through the airports and seeing, you know, all the fear coming through LAX and doing all that. I, I thought then I've got to call Kevin because this is going to spread. This, this is going to spread like a, this fear is going to spread like a pandemic. And then I started reading a book uh, by Rod Dreher, uh, the Benedict option. And it, I got several chapters into it and I knew the Lord said, it's time to call Kevin. So that's when I called you a while back and said, look, we, we have some dark days ahead. We need to get together. So you and I have, and we've been uh, uh, organizing and planning and dreaming about some things. And I think that's going to come to fruition pretty soon. We've got possibly a new podcast that we're going to do in front of a live audience, just different things that we want to do to try to reach out into our community. And through the web, we can reach out further and wider. So I'm excited. The thing I would add to what you just said, that there are going to be some dark days ahead to there's just no question. Just look at the news. But the thing that, that I would say when I, one of the countries that I spend a lot of time in is South Africa. And it's, it's sometimes hard to come home because you go there and the hunger, they, they, uh, you know, they just about kill you driving you around to different places, flying you around different places to preach. The churches, there's some small, medium sized churches, but a lot of them are very large. And yet South Africa when apartheid ended nearly 40 years ago, um, when the ANC, the African National Congress, came in under Nelson Mandela, the Soviet Union, a lot of those people were sent into the Soviet Union for training in political things. So that's why on uh, one of the ANC symbols I saw during the elections down there, you see the hammer and sickle 
seal right there. So that nation has had Marxism come in and just take over. And so there are food shortages, there's violence, there's all these things that we have been experiencing all summer long, except on a much bigger scale. But yet the churches are huge. And, and there's one church that I preach at. Um, they have a, an annual 21-day fasting and prayer, and 3,000 people will show up every night. Why is that? Now, you'd never get that many here, um, at least in most places, I don't think. The, the difference is they have pressure they have extreme pressure on the church. And so that pressure has, and the lack of material goods has caused them to depend on God. They have to, they don't have a choice. They have to depend on healing. Um, they have to depend on God for security, physical security. And so God saves a lot of people. And when the gospel is preached, it's, it's fervent. There's some heart behind it. And the entire Bible is used. And so the thing I would say, you know, in my own training, traveling around, I know I've been the one allegedly training and preaching, but I learned so much uh, by being with Christians in other countries. As you said, there's some exciting days ahead, crazy ones, but that pressure, I think, is going to end up purging, cleansing, and ultimately causing revival. And I agree with you 100%, Kevin. So I'm excited. Hey, I want to thank everybody. Uh, there's just a ton of people here um, scrolling up through facebook feed here just thank you everybody that's been uh, been watching this and coming in and out and please share this video if you found it helpful if you think other people uh would find it helpful uh i want to close with a season of prayer though kevin um no time limits on this anything else you want to share before we go into prayer kevin um you know one more thing um I, i've been it's okay i feel like a couple weeks ago the, the lord took me into uh, joshua about a week ago and uh, started Joshua 1 and got into chapter 7 and 8. And they got into Achan. And, and it was really interesting to me because, you know, the message in the beginning is be strong, be courageous, be strong, be courageous. And, you know, I felt like that was a word. And I still believe it's a word for the church today. Be strong, be courageous. You know, you don't have to fear the enemy. It doesn't matter if they're giants. It doesn't matter if you're outnumbered. Um, our God is with us. And as long as God is with us, we don't have to be afraid. And I know that message, I keep saying it, but it's true because that is what is dominating um, the world and even dominating the church world today. Um, you know, I've said it before, if, you know, as a Christian, I mean, what's the worst case that can happen through all of this, whether it be, um, you know, somebody gets a virus or gets sick or whatever, and, um, or God forbid this thing escalates and, and, and we lose our lives as, as born again believers. Well, dang it, I, I have to go to heaven. You know, I get to go to heaven and, and be with Jesus and all the saints. So, dang it, this, this is horrible. Um, you know, so we win no matter. That's the worst case scenario. I mean, you know, if we go to prison, you know, if we get arrested one day, we get to preach the gospel to a whole mission field that I don't go to ever. You know, I don't want to do these things. I don't want any, I don't want suffering. I'm, I'm not an idiot, you know. Um, but at the same time, you know, the early church, the disciples, they came back rejoicing that they had been flogged. Because they they had suffered for Jesus, and um, you know we've we've preached such a goosey gracey gospel for so long that, that that people don't understand that there is there's a cross to to, to bear every day with Jesus. Um, there's a cross that that, that that we have to take up, and 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 that's part of the Christian life, and that's okay, you know. Um, and but but one thing I found that was interesting, and I'll share this is 
when Aiken took the, 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 the devoted things that he wasn't supposed to take, and we know the story, or if you don't know the story, you go read it, it's Joshua 7 and 8, and he hid those things. What, what I found really amazing was that Joshua went to praying, and, and I, please don't misinterpret what I'm saying, but he went to praying, he, he, he put on you know a humble robe, and, and, and he threw dust on his feet, and he, went, and he lay prostrate before the Lord, and he got all the elders to do that, and they were laying there, and they were laying there, and, and, and it says that the Lord came to him, and the Lord said, what are you doing? And I just found that, that, that to be absolutely hilarious. You know, um, here he is praying, and, and of course, that's, that's, you know, interceding and praying is very important in the Christian walk, and even now. Um, but it was like, God's like, what are you doing? Get up and go take care of this. Go deal with the sin. Go deal with the problem. And, uh, and, and I think the Lord, when I read that, it just, man, it just hit me right in my chest. It hit me right in my heart and my spirit, man. It's like, and I think that's a message for the body of Christ. I, I'm not saying don't pray because we definitely need to pray. I don't want to be in the flesh. I don't want to go anywhere without God. Um, but at the same time, it's time to get up and go. It's time to get up and go fight. Now, I'm not talking about grabbing arms. I'm not, but it's time to go get the work done. And um, it's time to, to, you know, to pick up the word of God and, and, and to go forth, make disciples, you know, preach constitutional classes that we've been talking about. It's, it's time to, you know, pray for the sick, uh, you know, open blinded eyes, you know, whatever we need to do, cast up levels. It's time for the body of Christ, the church to rise up. It's past time. We've been doing it too long. I was in Africa last summer and I told the story a few times and, um, you know, I know there's a lot of believers out there that don't believe in demons. <laughs> anyway, I don't know if they're believers, but um, anyway, uh, there's a lot of believers out there that don't believe that <laughs> demons are, are, that the church has the authority or the power to cast out demons anymore. But for all of you that do uh, believe the Bible and do believe that that is uh, one of the things that uh, Jesus gave us when he left planet Earth, um, I was in Africa and uh, I didn't know the minister was going to do this, but he called me and the whole team of people we were with most of the, it was just my kids. And he said, he was on the stage and he said, when he said, he said, uh, I'm going to send my team down here. And he said, if you're sick in body or if you're struggling tonight, they're going to lay hands on you and God's going to heal you. And he didn't tell us that he was doing this. And, uh, but we went down there with interpreters and I mean, hundreds of people came forward. Um, and the third, second or third young lady that I prayed for, um, when I began to pray for her, she said she had a headache or a stomach ache. I can't even remember. And, and, and so I laid hands on her, Brad, began to pray for her and demons started manifesting. And I was just like, Oh my goodness. Cause you know, I didn't have Brad beside me or pastor beside me or elder this or that, or, I, you know, there were so many people up there. It was just me and her and an interpreter. And I remember looking up to heaven and I said, God, I said, I said that Jesus in me has got to be stronger than the devil in her. I said, God, she needs you. She needs you. And it, 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 it reminded me of who I am in Christ and who we are in Jesus. You know, we're blood bought, born again, spirit filled, uh, children of, of the king. And we don't have to be afraid of devils. We don't have to be afraid of the enemy. We don't have to be afraid of what's going on in the world, even though it's not going the way we want it to go. Um, it just reminded me of who I am and who we are as believers. And that, that, that I want to encourage you to be strong, be courageous, get up and let's go fight. Let's go fight. Let's take back our country. Let's take back our kids. Let's Amen. take back our churches. Let's take back our schools. Let's take back, you know, our politicians, our, our country. Let's take our country back. It's not going to come from just praying and not doing anything. 
I'd love to say that it would, but every, every time in the word of God, God used people, he used men and used women. And that's how he did it. And he's, it's not going to change now. And we're naive to think that he is, he's going to use people and he wants to use you. He wants to use me and he wants to use those who are open and willing. And uh, so that that's okay. I'm done. <laughs> now you're, you're he, he, that's quite all right. Before we go into prayer, let me say this. We've got quite a number of people have been coming in and out. If you are listening or watching this, whichever the case may be, and you're at a point where you're thinking, you know what, um, I'm fearful. Um, I have tried to figure this thing out on my own. Um, maybe, maybe you need to rededicate your thought life to God. Maybe you need to rededicate, period, because you've walked away from God, or it could be that you're watching this, you're, you're seeking answers because you don't know where in the world, you don't even know about this Jesus we keep talking passionately about, but you, this is resonating with you because something inside of you is saying, yeah, this is it. You, I have stumbled across the, the right stream tonight and um, the, the right live stream. And I don't know exactly what they're saying, but the, 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 those, these guys have got the answer. Well, let me tell you who the answer is. His name is Jesus. And so what I want to do is encourage those three levels of people. Maybe some of you have, you're Christians, but you've tried to handle this with your own argue. Maybe you've been on Facebook arguing like crazy and you realize I'm not getting anywhere. And truly, once the volume goes up in a conversation, nobody's listening on either side. Could be that you have once known the Lord and this whole thing has unnerved you to the point where you're saying, you know what, I better make backtrack and get back to God. Or it could be, I need something more than what I've ever had. And uh, I just want to tell you something. The reality is the reason why Kevin and I talk so passionately about this is because something has happened deep inside of us through the scriptures and through the preaching of the word. We have met the savior of the world, the Messiah, the one who has prophesied long ago. He came uh, in answer to all those prophecies. And he, he came into this world 2000 years ago. He really honestly did. And at some point in our lives, I remember for me, it was on an Easter Sunday morning. Kevin has done this. We met him and we asked him to come into our hearts because we're sinful people. We felt the weight of that dirt, that grind. We still struggle with sin. And, but we have someone who will take it daily so long as we give it to him and walk to him. And, 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 and it gets better and better. Life is not perfect. It's not easy. But we truly have answers now. That's why we can come to you. We're disturbed about what's going on in America. But at the exact same time, we have peace. We do. We sleep, we sleep soundly most nights because we know who's ultimately in charge of the country and, and our hearts. Do you have that assurance? You can have it. So what I'm going to do to begin this prayer, I'm going to pray a prayer of rededication and salvation if you want to get in on this prayer. And then when I say amen, Kevin's just going to pray for you and pray for revival and however the Holy Spirit leads him. So Sam, if you would start some music for us and, and let's just go into prayer. So, so listen, if you need those answers, if you need Jesus in your heart, say these words, but don't say them back to Brad. I can't do much for you. But you say them back to Jesus. He's standing right now at your heart's door and he's knocking. And if you'll just, the Bible says, open your heart's door, he will come right into you and have fellowship with you. And he will do more for you in two seconds than a counselor or a pastor. Those people are good and they're helpful, but he'll do more for you in two seconds than a human could do in 20 years if you just let him in. So let's pray. Say this with me if you need Jesus. Dear Jesus, 
I have sinned and I'm sorry. I believe that you died on a cross and that you rose again for me. Come into my life. Come into my heart. Please forgive me. Wash me clean with your precious blood and fill me with your Holy Spirit. And it's in Jesus' name that I ask these things. Kevin, you want to pray? Yes, sir. Father, we come before you tonight, and Lord, there's a lot going on in our country. Um, first of all, Lord, we just want to pray that you would please be with all of those in D.C. We want to pray for protection yes. for all of the people. We pray for a de-escalation of the emotions, yes. Lord, and the enemy. Lord, we just pray, God, that, Lord, the enemy would be rebuked in the name of Jesus, that, that God, you would please, Father, Lord, you would just say the word, and, and you would just de-escalate any and every harmful yes. situation right now, God. Father, we want to pray for the, the police and the National Guard and all those who are serving yes. as public servants. We pray, God, that you would help them right now. Lord, as the, the, the emotions and the, the, the situations become intense and, and heightened, we pray, God, for wisdom. We pray that you would give them wisdom. Uh, Lord, we pray, God, for those who are there to cause trouble, that are not there to actually make a good difference. God, we pray that you would just take them, uh, just remove them from the situation. Uh, Lord, please, God, protect our, our servants, protect the police, protect them tonight, God. Lord, this young lady who's lost her life, God, we pray, God, that it would not be in vain. We pray, God, that, Lord, that you would uh, bring some understanding, that you would help her family and her friends tonight, God. Please be with them. And, uh, Lord, please. please help them, Lord, tonight, God. I can't even imagine, God, if it was my daughter that went up there, Lord, uh, my wife that went up there just to protest and, and, and this horrific event took place, God, how how heartbroken and, and, and what they're going through. So please, God, you're the Prince of Peace, so please be with them tonight. And God, for our nation, Lord, for our, for our president and our, and our vice president, all the congressmen and women and senators, God, and justices, God, let them go home tonight and, and reflect, God. Let them, let them, please, God. God, move in their hearts, move in their minds, God. Tear down the strongholds. Lord, some of them have, have compromised and, and, and been bought off for, for years and years and years ago. Their hearts are as hard as granite. God, please uh, pour your spirit out on them tonight and make their hearts be soft and pliable in your, 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 and let them hear your voice, God, please. God, help our nation, God, return to you. God, please, Father, please be with our leaders tonight. Lord, be with the church leaders, be with the pastors and the, and the ministers of the household of faith and the, the elders and deacons, all of the leaders, the worship leaders, youth oh, pastors, God, uh, children's minister, be with all of them, the priests or the other the bishops and Lord, all of the titles or all of the leaders of the household of faith tonight. Be with them, God, and, and speak to their heart, God. And, and Lord, help us, Lord, to hear your voice. Another voice don't let us listen yes. to, Lord. Drown it out tonight, Lord, that we could be, Lord, we could be in sync as one, Lord, tonight, God. Lord, and we would have a, a message for the church of hope, God, and not of despair and, and of encouragement and, yeah. and not of discouragement, a, a, Lord, of joy and not of, of, of hurt or anger or fear. Lord, I just pray for us tonight, God, and I pray for, Lord, as, as we've already spoken, God, let revival fires, Lord, begin to, 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 to just ignite all over this country, God. Lord, revival, true yes. revival, God, yes. not emotionalism and not, not a facade and not... not 
Lord, a, a show, Lord, a, Lord, not a, Lord, an agenda. God, I'm talking about a real deal, Father. I'm talking about the spirit of the living God being poured out on mankind, Lord, and having yes. your people, Lord, return to you again, God. Lord, from their hearts, Lord. I, I feel like you showed me months ago, God, that, Lord, a lot of us have been praying and a lot of us have been seeking your face to, to, to a somewhat degree over the last year. But, God, I think there's a lot of us that are that are your children that are called by your name that we haven't turned from our wicked ways. If truth be told, God, that, Lord, we're still bound to sins, that, that hidden sins, Lord, that, that Lord, that, that we don't want to admit to or we're, we're not willing to overcome. And, God, that's what is hindering, Lord, the, the, you from answering our prayers. God, Lord, let's repent tonight, God, and say, God, we're yes. sorry, God, Lord, for the immorality in our nation, for the greed in our nation, for yes. the spirit of entertainment, God, Lord, that we would rather be entertained than we would, Father, spend time with you. We'd rather be entertained than we would uh, to, to, to go minister to somebody. We'd rather be entertained than serve, or we'd rather be entertained than go to church, God. Lord, forgive us as a nation. Forgive us as your people, as your children, God. Lord, help yes. us tonight. We need you, Holy Spirit. Please, please come and be with those who are struggling tonight. Be with those who are sick tonight. God, we just rebuke this virus, and we ask you, God, yes. please remove it. Remove the effects yes. of it. Remove the fear of it, God. Yes. Lord, please, Father, in the name of Jesus, remove the political element to it, God. Remove it, God. And, Father, Amen. we're asking, yes. open the eyes of the blind tonight, God. Open the eyes of the blind and, and, and open the, the, the ears of the deaf spiritually, God. Lord, all over this nation, yes. God, let people see clearly tonight, God. Lord, please, and Jesus, you're our only hope, God. Yes. You are our only hope, Jesus. You are our only hope tonight. Uh, it's not Donald yes. Trump. It's not Mike Pence. It's not Ted Cruz. It's not even our pastor or our soulmate or our best friend or anybody, mm. God. You, you alone, Father, you are our hope. You are our answer. You, yes. Father, who we are looking to right now, and we are asking you, please, yes. God, come down to planet Earth and have mercy on us. God, we don't yes. deserve it. We don't deserve your grace anymore, God, but we need it. We desperately need it. We don't deserve your yes. mercy. We don't deserve another chance, but God, we're still asking for it because we so desperately need it, God. Yes. Please, Father, have mercy on us, God. Please, Father, please, Father, yes. help this nation, God, that was birthed of you. And it was, it was, Lord, dedicated to you at one point, God. Lord, help us, God, as a nation. Help us as a people tonight, God. Please, Father, we need you. We need you. We love you. Yes. Lord, help us, Lord. And we ask it in Jesus' yes. name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Well, for those of you who are... Uh, Live locally, especially uh, if you're interested in being notified when Kevin and I um, plan some of these upcoming things that we're talking about. We're going to run a constitution class. Um, we have some other things in the works that we think will really bless you. Just go to bradhuddleston.com. My website is bradhuddleston.com. And just scroll down to the bottom of the page and you'll see a, a sign-up box there uh, on the web uh, to sign up for our, our, our email. And so we'd love for you to do that. Also, if you would be willing to share this video, uh, some of you may have come in at some point after we started, maybe long after we got started, and you want to rewatch this or pass it around and share it with your friends. Obviously, if you're watching it on uh, Facebook and YouTube, it'll stay there unless it gets pulled. As you probably know, the major platforms are, are practicing censorship now. We talked about voter fraud tonight, and it's a no-no. So I have an alternative uh, channel on Rumble. A lot of my content is now going to be appearing on Rumble, so it's just rumble.com forward slash 
Brad Huddleston. I am on Facebook, but again, if they pull my account or if they pull this video, uh, if you want to uh, check me out on Parler, many of us in the conservative world, at least, are moving over to Parler. And so I'm migrating as well. So it's parlor.com forward slash Brad Huddleston. And again, you can reach me if you want to get a message to Kevin. You can uh, reach him through me. Just go to bradhuddleston.com. Hit on that uh, contact page right up at the top, and you'll be able to get, get to us that way. So we love you guys. Kevin, thank you. I know you just got off of work. Kevin is with Dominion Outdoors. It's my very favorite, very favorite hunting and fishing store. And, uh, and he's a minister of the gospel, as if you couldn't tell. And uh, I appreciate our friendship, uh, Kevin, so much. I look forward to these, well, in a weird way, these dark days ahead because I have you. And uh, Beth and I love you and Holly to bits. And so thank you for staying late after work and joining me on this, brother. And uh, we'll we'll talk to everybody soon. And, oh, Sam, I wouldn't think of it. Sam, we love you too. Uh, if you want to know who's engineering this, Sam, he's uh, behind all the controls there. Thank you for staying up late. And uh, thank your wife for loaning you to us uh, when you probably should be doing other stuff with the kids. But we love love both of you. So, guys, we'll talk to you soon. And again, for those of you uh, who are watching this, if there's anything we can do for you, don't hesitate to contact us at bradhuddleston.com. Just visit the website. We love you. We'll talk to you real soon.